This is Louie. This is Edwin. Welcome to another episode of Comically Imbalanced, episode 19. Welcome back, everybody. We're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, what happened in how many weeks? A couple weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, a lot happened, but for surprisingly not a lot of news. Not a lot of stuff popping up, so stuff happened like on the radar. You can't really dig for these kind of things. Other stuff, like... Uh, series shows ending and people being upset about it yeah crazy casting news that people weren't expecting and box office getting blown up with good movies yeah yeah so we're only uh not too far away if the end game isn't too far away from avatar yeah hitting that so everybody like do your part yeah do your <laughs> and part watch it for the sixth for, time <laughs> for your friends for your kids for your dog do just bring yeah. them all to Bring it all up. Do whatever it takes. Don't give your dog any water yet. It's in its sixth week, so it can do it. I believe it's gonna get it done. Whatever it takes, you know. Yeah, drag your kid, smack him. Don't yeah. smack him. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, one of the surprise ones, I think, uh, when we want to talk about. I think we're all pretty interested. Pretty crazy project. Mr. James Gunn. Oh yeah. Um, that's right. interesting. Like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like a evil Superman. Yeah, man. And I heard that there was like a scene where they hinted at like an evil Wonder Woman, like an evil Justice League. That's what I read. That an evil Justice League, like a little evil superhero cinematic culmination. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they have a Michael Rooker. I hear like talk about it or something kind of like a conspiracy crazy yeah yeah man if he's if he's gonna do sequels do some kind of you know extended universe of meta murders he should use that right meta murders yeah man yeah uh, Brightburn I'm hearing was really good the whole the whole premise for it alone should get anyone in the theater to watch it yeah, yeah. you know what if what if Clark Kent you know just turned out to be a complete psychopath when he was a kid. It's like, hey, I got sweet powers. I could just destroy everything. I mean, that's it's more, more relatable, though. Yeah. At the same time, like, if he had powers, he would be just... I mean, I would, I would use them. Easy. I'd be using them in questionable ways, you know? But not in not in murderous ways. Like, I'd probably be doing some shit. I don't think stuff. I'd murder anyone, but... I might, I might F with some people. Yeah. I might fuck with someone a little bit. Yeah, well, just to do it. Yeah. But I mean, I think I. I mean, just having flight in general. Like, if we took all the other powers and just had flight in general, like how fast he could fly. Like that's you can just go anywhere and just. I'd still like, be. You're, you would never be bored. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go to Thailand real quick and just hang out. You know, what if it what if it takes maybe your I'll go to Japan for a couple hours what if it takes your stamina what if you just can't fly forever what if you lose energy like man I'm hungry out. you gotta work out and you gotta work out you your flying work, muscle you gotta work out those flying muscles you know all that stuff can be overcome protein bars protein bars yeah, yeah. exactly fly with a nice sack a knapsack of protein bars for a nice flight across you know over the sea yeah, yeah. I think that's how that would work uh, one of the things that really got me excited about hearing, you know, James Gunn was making this evil superhero movie was that, you know, 
Like, we haven't really gotten anything like this from him since he's been messing around in the Marvel Universe. We haven't got anything too dark, kind of like his older stuff. Yeah. So this was really refreshing. It's like, okay, James Gunn still got it. And if anything, he probably got a little bit more of it after working on big budget movies like, you know, Guardians and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can probably you can definitely see it from the trailers that like it's shining through like the movie looks well, it's, fantastic. It's night and day though with, with you know when it comes to like night, uh, it just it's 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 interesting to see like you can you can do both. Yeah. You know, like night and day with like he hasn't lost it. Yeah. You know, know you can do the comedy side of Guardians of the Galaxy if you want to call it comedy. I, I call it comedy. Yeah, Guardians. Guardians it's definitely a, comedy. It's an action um, comedy for me. And then, like, Brightburn is just so dark that it's something that you would see out of Jordan Peele, you know? Yeah. He definitely took the Peele route. Yeah. And that trailer alone, like, there's some... They released a clip. It's not spoilers. They released a clip of him tormenting the waitress. and So the town is called Brightburn. Yep. That's what he starts calling him. So, like, the people give him that name. So he's in Brightburn. And there's a Brightburn diner. And he starts tormenting the waitress in the diner after it's closed. And... They're not effing around with like the gore. Like mm-hmm. a piece of glass shatters, gets in her eye, and she pulls it out, and they let you see her pull the glass out of her eye, and it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I imagine the movie does not hold back. Right. So if we were going down that Brightburn Justice League, let's say if it was like in comparison, just I don't want to use the word Justice League, but let's say it was like a, a team of superhero, like if they're using that in that trope and making like a, a dark universe. What would, what would like I guess we have we have Wonder Woman, yeah. You know what would a dark Batman be? Would that be just Punisher? <laughs> what if he was ironically nice and still a crazy like? Oh, killer? like he was like a really happy guy. Yeah, his parents in a white suit. You know, he's part of a really big family. Reverse Batman, yeah. yeah but he's poor. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's incredibly poor. poor. Uh, he's really smart. He's the joke. He's the Joker. Shit, what did we do? Well, the universe is about to tear open. Yeah. I mean, the Joker minus the Joker theme. We don't know the Joker. I don't think that we will ever know the Joker. I'd say he's poor. He looks pretty poor. I would say that it's undefined. And that's what makes it interesting. Poor financial situation-induced psychosis. I don't like the story to the Joker. I don't like the background story to the Joker. I don't like that there's three of them now. I think that's pretty stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, like that's that's what makes it interesting that it's just like this weird, insane thing that's, you know. I feel like that's what the not to get too off topic here, but I feel like that's the route they went with with uh, Gotham. How there was like a cult of Jokers. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's leaning towards now these days. There's just three different Jokers running around. No thanks, man. Mm. But yeah, Brightburn. We haven't seen it yet. We're gonna definitely try to see it if anyone can see it. Go go give it its money. It was a six million dollar budget. And they've already made in its second week fourteen million, so people are definitely liking it. I mean, it's nothing. It's not going to be anything like a John Wick or, you know, Aladdin or anything right now or Godzilla at that. But <clears throat> good movie. Uh, excuse me, got some bubbles going on. Uh, uh the, the Lion King, the debate. Of whether or not it's animated or whether or not it's live action, and um, that's a that's a it does not matter to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. You know, it's, it's it's a funny topic because it's like uh, 
I think it's in the back of everyone's heads now with how advanced technology is. Like you look at how good the graphics are. Like I was looking at a documentary type thing with my wife about Avengers Endgame and how like how good everything looked for such a huge movie. All the scenes like you didn't have that weird mo- none of those weird moments in the movie. Like oh that's obviously CGI. Yeah. You know it's CGI and you put it out of your head and you enjoy the movie anyway because it looks that good. They had to take uh, two different uh, versions of Thanos. So there's like the on-screen, like full-body version of Thanos that's going to rock other superheroes, you know, in the face. And then there's close-up Thanos where all that data for like the full-body Thanos goes to just the headshot and shoulders. So he has a little buzz cut and little hairs on his face and his ball sack chin looks very ball sack. Yeah. Like two different versions of Thanos for different moments on camera. Yeah. And like that, that's where we're at right now. So technically, you know... You could argue if that's live action, because the whole movie is live action, but he's completely CGI. You know, you get what I'm saying. Either way, it's just like it looks so like if you get a close with like Simba or any lion in that, in that movie, it, it just like the hair, everything looks so good, like the hair and everything, and the wind that like it's really hard to We've do. Come hair. a long way, yeah. Like so to do to do that, like it's just it looks so amazing, and then like when they talk, it doesn't feel like it's. It feels very organic. It doesn't look cartoony. It doesn't look cartoony at all. I swear a lion could talk after watching that. Yeah. The thing, like, the technology's come such a way, like, you think back to, like, the first Monsters, Inc. movie, where they couldn't light the fur. Even then, like, they didn't have a lot of fur, you know what I'm saying? Like, the monsters, like, Sully. Yeah. And they couldn't light it the right way, so there's scenes in the movie that look really weird. Like, we're in the middle of the, they're in the middle of a blizzard after they get banished. Mm-hmm. And it looks weird because there's lights hitting him really, really funny. But now, like, Lion King and all that, just it's crazy. Yeah, it looks, it looks, it looks so good, you know. I'd, I would, um, I would vote it's live act. It looks, I'd call it a live action. Yeah, because if it was for CGI, some, for some reason though, like, I mean, I, I did like Aladdin, but I don't know, like, I'm just not. Something's not pulling me to see this new Aladdin movie. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's just not pulling me to like. Really? I want to go see Lion King, like so. I have nothing against live action, but I don't know what it is. It's just not pulling me. In. And I like Aladdin. I think Aladdin's a good movie. Yeah, like the animated one. Like the animated one. I love the I love Aladdin. I think there's a small part of me that's like, nah, the version with Robin Williams. I don't need a new genie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's yeah. also like there's gonna be that there's maybe. gonna be obvious changes to the story. Right. So no one's like, I know what's gonna happen next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I'm prepared for this new version. Because I love the old one so much. So maybe that's what's going on. Right. I will watch it, though. From In the trailer, there's like a whole scene of... Uh, what's the what's the bird's name? Uh, freaking Jafar's bird is like a giant. He must get like magically supersized somehow. He's like bursting through buildings. Yeah. So there's like some obvious changes. You know, just to pull off the action and stuff like that. Give people what they're paying for. But a pretty, pretty fantastic uh, budget of 183 million for that movie. So a lot went into it. Maybe I'll, I'll wait a couple weeks when it shows up in that theater in West Boston or something. Yeah, I mean, what do you think a lot of what do you think of what are your thoughts on the actor that's playing him? Uh, I think I don't know what other movies he's in, but from the trailer, he looks like he's doing he does a good job as uh, Aladdin. Yeah, he looks like a fun, fun loving guy, just trying to get the girl, you know. Will Smith has a genie, like, I just, that's not... It's not me. 
Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's just clicking with me. That's just like they released a song, the whole song of. Uh... It's like, bro, you're Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, like I don't, I don't know what it is. You're also Deadshot. Like, we're gonna be in Bad Boys too. No three. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be the guy who'd be like, oh, you're gonna put rap inside the genie song now. But they totally did. Like I don't. I like the original version. It was like a. It was very theatrical. It was very fun. It was very bonkers and weird and zany. Like I don't want a down to earth version with some rapping in it. I want the theater version. That's yeah. like crazy. You know. I don't really care, but it's like give me the give me the classic version. I like that one. Yeah. I'll pay to see that one. What, what they have like what was the other one? Maleficent's getting a sequel. All these Disney movies. I haven't seen the first one, but I'm interested. It was good. It was really good? It was good, yeah. I'm interested. I recommend it. Yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting take on a Disney villain. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly dark for, for a Disney movie. Right. All the demons and stuff. Because that's... Uh, is that... Is that that's Sleeping uh, Beauty or... Maleficent's Aurora Sleeping Beauty's uh, villain. Okay. Yeah. Because I get her confused with, like... I think they did that because Sleeping Beauty would be Cinderella. a terribly boring movie. <laughs> yeah. Your prince is asleep after the movie. <laughs> that was probably the yeah. better idea. They'll do it, though. Disney will be like, ah, let's do it anyways. Yeah. We'll do a we'll do a quick uh, montage of her sleeping. Let's, they'll pay for it, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's sink $200 million into this movie of our princess sleeping. Yeah. Wow. Uh... I mean, besides that, we got a we got another look, and we got a whole episode of Swamp Thing. Yeah. So if you're not subscribed to the DC Universe platform right now, I'd say if there's like a free, a free trial, use the free trial. Yeah. Because these shows are pretty sweet so far. I think now is a good time to look into it. I think before when it was just Teen Titans, it's like yeah, no, hold off. Well, now with Doom Doom Patrol being a success. Yeah. Something, something is very, like it looks very body horror, very kind of. I'm getting like a very creeper like Call of Cthulhu, yeah, like vibe out of it, and like the thing. Remember the yeah, thing? Yeah, the thing. The whole scene with like the person on the on the gurney, that was creepy. Yeah, it looks good. You could tell like after so so Titans didn't look super fantastic like as far as special effects go. Yeah, but Doom Patrol literally came out like a month or two after it looked 10 times better yeah and now swamp thing came out it looks 100 times better so you could tell they're making their money people are watching and subscribing yeah but and the shows are worth it like they're really good james wan even had a hand on swamp thing from uh he did he directed aquaman if anyone didn't know so they're they're doing good man yeah i'm hoping uh what was the next one that's coming out star girl that's the next one to come out and then Harley Quinn's getting her own yeah, animated that's, uh, series. That's um, this guy's baby, Jeff Johns. Yeah, Stargirl? Yeah, that was, that was like one of his first DC characters that he made. Did you know it was based off of his sister? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's based off of his, his, his sister. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was all about like, uh, I watched an interview with him. He was like, Stargirl is all about like um, the relationship that a girl has with her uh, a stepdad. And that stepdads can be just as great as... Regular, regular dad. dads, you know, like yeah. it can be just as, I guess that's what the, the main point of it was, is that it could be just as, just as, uh, you know, just as great as a regular dad and they, and they could step up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 
Take a smile. There's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, no, it's, it definitely go check out Swamp Thing. Um, Don't be a pirate either. Sink, sink some money into a cheap streaming service and watch some, watch some Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, um, besides that, I mean, it's, you know, uh, did, did you, are you, into, are you a Godzilla fan at all? I am very much a Godzilla fan, yes. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, King of Monsters here. I know almost little to nothing about Godzilla. No? I don't know much about so Godzilla. So God, Godzilla, man, the older movies, let me, let me, let me try to think of something that will probably make you want to watch it. So there's, there's a, I don't want to call them fairies. There's like these little Asian fairies that sing to Godzilla in some of the old ones. I'd say it's worth watching those ones to see if they incorporate them into the new movie. No, I'm just what's, kidding. What's the origin behind him? Is he, I just know that he's like a nuclear. I haven't watched uh, like the really old black and white ones, but I think he's a product of like nuclear experimentation. You know what I'm saying? And these, in this newer movie, he looks like he's like, Basically, the Leviathan just kind of comes out of the ocean, this giant monster. You know what I'm saying? That's been there for years or whatever. And the old one, I feel like it was experimentation. Uh, but the, the the origin they're going with with these newer Godzilla movies kind of seems a little more safe. Just like these latent sleeping giant beasts. You know what I'm saying? It's a little more believable than, oh, you, you accidentally made this lizard bigger than buildings. Oops. Okay. So yeah. then I, I think all these because they said something about like three monsters showing up. Yeah, it's it's him, Mothra, uh, Mothra, and Hydra, Ghidorah, uh, Ghidorah, uh, Mothra, Ghidorah, and who was the other one? It wasn't. I just remember the line like "Let them fight." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get in their way. Was because uh, who was he fighting in the first one? The first one he fought uh, Mudo. And Mudo's like, I think, a new monster that was for that movie exclusively. So there's two of them. What, what does he look like? Uh, it's like a it's like a giant... I should probably just watch the movie, I feel like. <laughs> you should watch it. It's worth yeah. it. Uh, Mudo's like a giant bat kind of creature. Okay. And the one he was fighting in the movie for... Well, I don't want to spoil it. You watch it. It well, doesn't say like why he's fighting it. And he's just like, hey, there's somebody bigger than me. I got to kick its ass. Uh, Mudo, Mudo came and then Godzilla came. Because like like the the uh, title suggests for the sequel, he's like the king of monsters. Like if anything's big out there, he's gonna go kill it. So he remains the biggest one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So that's kind of what happened. I heard they're gearing up for Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah. And Did I you see Skull was... Island? No. Man, what are you doing? Monster movies, bro. What are you doing? I've seen it now. Kong Skull Island is fantastic. Yeah. If you really don't, if you like Samuel L. Jackson. And we haven't, All had right. a, we haven't had a movie where we get to handle... The handle motherfucking, motherfucking uh, uh, giant gorilla. I'm tired of these motherfucking giant gorillas on my motherfucking island. Basically. He's the one who starts shooting. He's an idiot. You get to hate him a little bit in that movie. It's fantastic. He's been so good at everything lately. You want to hate him a little bit. I, I No, he's... he's uh, no, Samuel Jackson. He's a good actor. I just I just think that he's, it's funny when he just kind of like... Saw, he sometimes plays the same character a lot. Although... He, I do want to see the new Shaft. Yeah. Because I do like... I That's do what like I was about to say. I'm shaft. Like, you gotta watch out where you're going. I do want to see the new Shaft for the reason that I like the old Shaft. Yeah. It was so bonkers. Yeah. Like, super stupid 70s action. But it was so good. Like, I love those movies where they're just like... Yeah. I like it because it's like the opposite of... What isn't the opposite? Because it still is 
in its own right somewhat racism on the flips and flip end of it yeah but it's so interesting that it's just a different perspective of it like it's fun we gotta go get those honkies you know the white man is after you like that's i don't know why that's like really interesting when they they play into it it works it's funny it's 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 really interesting and cool that like because it's (laughs) it's dated at a time when like because they're it was at it was at a time when like people were still like put off and like being weird about it. Yeah, if you're being brave and like like just pushing into it like that, and it's a, it's like, a form of wish fulfillment as well too. Yeah, like you know you, you those movies are made to sh- you know to show that like hey you know we don't have to be the weak men in like all these films because all back then like all the movies like the black person was like always like yeah you know the weaker one or like For died some... first or something like that like that you know yeah. that trope. So it's interesting to see, like, in those movies that it's just, like, you know, the white man doesn't know shit, you know, like... Shaft does, though. Yeah. Shaft knows all the shit. And, you know, he comes with 90s. a big gun and, like... I'll never forget that scene where he comes through the window with, a with with a, like, a, a, a magnum. The Sam L one? No, the... Um, the original one? The original one. Yeah, yeah, because I hated the Back Magnus in the 70s. Uh, he came in with a magnum, it's like... <laughs> like, yeah. you know, coming through the window. It was, like, such a badass moment. And I still think that's a badass you know that one um, as far as like compared to what was coming out then that was a pretty bold movie pretty badass that one in Cleopatra Jones is another one of my favorites I didn't see that one part of the it's it's actually called the Black Explosion yeah it's Black Explosion movement but I think I like those movies Michael J. White's uh, Black Dynamite is a fantastic movie yeah that's that's a fantastic movie I feel like it's a light shockwave of the Black Explosion yeah, yeah, it makes fun of it, but it supports it at the same time. And yeah, and uh, Luke Cage, the series, is definitely part of that. Yeah, yeah, that black explosion. It's like heavily inspired. It's heavily inspired by those those movies in that genre, but also like, it's it, it's more modernized too. Just screams jive honkies. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I hate that they cancel that. It hurts my heart. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel so bad. I hope they like incorporate them somehow into like the next wave of MCU movies. Yeah, Just we'll bring see. them back. We'll see. We'll see. They got they got to wait two years though. Yeah. Um, they got a release date for Jessica Jones as well. Oh yeah, season three. Yeah. If anyone didn't watch Jessica Jones, like getting into some Jessica Jones, there's yeah. a reason why it got a third season. Yeah. It's like Daredevil. Yeah. But yeah, man, go watch when you get home. Watch some watch some Godzilla with the lady. It's it's a good watch. Yeah. And Skull Island. If anything, you can watch Skull Island first if you want to watch them chronologically. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's in the... Yeah, isn't that one in the, the 1940s? A, yeah, yeah, it's in the past. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. Who's going to direct... Because uh, after this, it goes to King Kong versus... Or Kong versus Godzilla, right? I imagine it would be the next one, yeah. Okay. I feel like that's going to be like the next, like, Avengers. Yeah. They're, they're like big movies. I didn't think this was gonna work because like after the first one, uh, with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Cranston, this one took forever to come out. And yeah. versus the other monsters, for like a few years. Like what year did the original Godzilla come out? Two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. And then this one's two thousand nineteen. Man, that's yeah, crazy. That's a long time. I feel like maybe they were like going through like licensing issues. Well, technically, Kong Skull Kong, came yeah, out. Yeah, so it's in between that. So that was like the filler, but maybe they had to really get that work and maybe write, make this. Well, if you think about it, then like, oh no, that's not true because those that movie came out. I was I was trying to use the analogy of Iron Man to Iron Man Two, hmm. but that one that movie literally came out like the year after. Yeah, almost back to back. So it was like, back, yeah, 
It was uh, Iron Man, then Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man 2. Yeah. Well, that doesn't count. Hmm. I think maybe it was writing. It's big monster movies. Like, how much writing are you going to put into it? You know what I'm saying? For yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, write a story on that, too. Oh, there's another monster. Without having, having it sound redundant. Like, another monster showed up. Well, guess who's going to show up? Oh, Godzilla. Godzilla, goddammit. Kick some monster ass. Up and they fight again. There's 120 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not really much... You can flush out like where that where that monster is, you know. Like, wasn't there another another monster that like Japan was like, hey, we got to do something about Godzilla. So then, so then they make a guy that would fight Godzilla. They made Mecha like Godzilla. Uh, uh, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, oh, Mecha okay. Godzilla is man made to counteract Godzilla. Okay. So they're probably that's a good movie right there. They're just like, hey, we got a Godzilla problem. And Everybody then, pulling their resources. And boom, Let's just kill this damn thing. Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover. Those monsters in Pacific Rim are dope. The kaiju. Those are sick. Yeah. That's dope. That I need movie. a third one. Yeah. I'll take uh, it. I'm pretty sure they might be working on it. So. Just do it. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a monster movie. You know what I'm saying? Just watch it. Yeah. Get some popcorn and watch some Godzilla. Um... I don't we, don't. we don't typically like to dive into why we take such long hiatuses, you know. But we're gonna touch upon it a little bit because we noticed that our, our listener count hasn't really dwindled, and I really appreciate that. That's why I put the update out. Yeah. Super grateful. We actually got That's more awesome. listens in the past week than we have in the past few months. And if anyone out there like uh, you know been giving a listen or sharing this with your friends, we greatly appreciate you, man. Because that's all we want of this show. We just want to share it. We just want to have more conversation. Um, but sometimes the comic book conversation gets stifled by life. You know, that's yeah, the thing that happens. We're always um, going on the topic of like uh, um, growing the, the podcast. We're always looking for uh, for someone to come on the podcast and share their opinion. Yeah. So if anybody um, who's interested and wants to be part of the podcast send us a, a message uh, what would be more convenient uh, uh, um, you can you can uh, do anchor or you can or use a voice message whichever like well whatever they use they can do the voice messages but I, mainly, I guess like DM us in, in Twitter yeah DM or the email yeah WNHACBB at gmail.com like I look I check it every day I don't know a lot of people say they oh I check this every day but they don't really yeah like I look at it every day and I have it on like high alert because I want to interact with people, you know? That was the whole point of this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if anybody um, is interested in the podcast and wants to voice their opinion and such, um, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll get you in there. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it, you know. You'll get a guest, we'll guest star our episode. <laughs> our, our people will talk to your people. Our people will talk to your people. Uh, you won't get a free t-shirt, but... You can still buy one online. That's a swell deal. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, to talk about the hiatus. Um, like, I started a new job. Yeah. That's a thing that I, that's going on with me and my family. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a little shakeup because the job is kind of... just Adjusting to a new schedule is hard, you know, for anyone. Especially when you're doing one thing a certain way for a long time, but... 
that's that's basically what's going on with me. Uh, yeah, keep it kosher. Just to kind of like sum things up and everything, because I like to talk about it just so that it's like, because I haven't really talked about it even in my own personal life, outside of the people that are closest to me. But um, on on May twenty fourth, um, found out that my mom. Uh, had a has had a tumor, a questionable tumor, yeah, in her stomach, and so you know she told me on on uh, that Friday, and um, and that she was gonna have an exam to see what it is, and you know, so she has the exam, and they come to the conclusion that it is definitely it's cancer, yeah, so. Um, you know, they, they, they scheduled another appointment to see what stage it is at. And, um, they came to the conclusion that it's, uh, it's stage four. So, um, where it is at, it's in, it's in her gallbladder. And what's happening is that the cancer cells are dropping down into, lower organs and making like a coating around it and it's dropping like so the cancer tumor is about the size of a walnut and it's dropping like these little seeds that are about the size of like like kettle corn like uncooked corn yeah they're dropping like little seeds onto the onto the rest of the organs and things like that so um so yeah that's 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 why you know we didn't really do the the podcast and but I mean it from what I'm going through right now it, it definitely feels like like I you know I just found out that my mother had cancer then like the next day next couple days later it's like stage four you know like I feel like I didn't really it's really we close together a, we didn't get a chance to like absorb what it was yeah you know we didn't really get a chance to to process to process it so the doctor said he'd be surprised if 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 she left us like three months from now, that'd be like very soon. Yeah. But he'd also be surprised if she lasted longer than a year. So at the moment, the doctors and everything are trying to do everything that they can to prolong the the lifespan of you know of the situation to, to prolong it as long as they can yeah but he mentioned like he's she's gonna go through chemo but he stated that chemo will not cure it yeah it's at a point and for those who don't know what stage four is stage four imagine like a, imagine if you had a yard and you had all these weeds so maybe stage one through three is like you know you you could pull out the you could pull out the weeds with chemo and and take it out and 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 you know replant new grass or whatever. But stage four is at a point where like the more you pull out, it's still there's more still more there's thing. still more in there, and that it's it's growing at such a, a fast rate that it's that it's gonna like grow faster than you can pull it out and take it. You know, so I mean it's. Uh, it's 
it feels like it definitely feels like somebody's like trying to take my mom away you know what i mean like, yeah because it's just like i had no chance to to kind of like deal with this like everything is just like one moment you know because my mom's only my mom's 50 years old yeah you know so you think that like you have anyone anyone more thinking, time like that's that's like that's old it's not old 50 is very young yeah you know they there there's there's still a lot you can do in your life so it's it's a it's a hard hit yeah so um and like just i don't know i've just been feeling like very i'm feeling very like alone going through this yeah you know and uh, it's been like the depression has been pretty real um uh, i've just been like i've been very moody and just alone i've been feeling very lonely recently and like I don't know, like, it just, that's what it feels like, is, like, somebody's, like, trying to take my mom away before I can even say, before I can even do anything to fight it, like, there's no, there's no fighting it. Helplessness. It's just, it's, it's such a horrible feeling to, like, there's nothing you can do to fight it. All you can do is just, like, do what you can to prolong it. Yeah. And just make her comfortable, you know, and just use up the time that you have, which is not fair, because, like, you don't. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to anyone to just having all your options taken. Have your options taken away? Like it's my mom. Like it's, it feels like it definitely. It feels like like someone's just taking her away from me, and it's it's like not fair, you know. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. There's not many things in life where, like, uh, how do you say it? Like like uh, becoming like a father. So I I have a kid. There's no amount of explaining what it's like to have a kid. That you'll you'll be able to comprehend until you have a kid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's one of those things where you'll never know until it happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of things that can hit close to home, and you think you have a pretty good grasp and idea of it, but not until it's like right there in the ballpark. You know? And for 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 something like this, it's it's such a heavy thing. You know? There, there, there's no like real. There's no real steps. There's no like. There's no rule. There's no handbook on how to handle this. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing you have to just kind of like, you know, make do. And and like you said, you didn't have time to process. It's 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 such a weird place to be. And like I, I've been I've been in your shoes before. Like remember I I told you like cancer is a thing in our family. Mm-hmm. It scares me sometimes. I feel like you know one day it's gonna come bite me in the ass. But I try not to think about that. Yeah. So it's. It's, it's 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 a hard place to be man but that's why that's why uh you know we do the things like get together and we have game night as best we can we haven't had a game night in a while because life you know yeah uh, or do this podcast it's like the the main job right now is just like being present like you said you know what i'm saying yeah just kind of being there it's scary you know i can't try to like I can't get in your head about it, you know. Yeah, it's just it's a lot right now, and it's it really has been like just destroying me. Like I've just been feeling like I feel very lonely and irritable. Like things are just like I went to the supermarket today, and I just want to like flip out because like I couldn't find like K cups for coffee. Yeah, and I just like and it was like it was like a it was like a smaller supermarket, and I just want to just like be like a kid and just throw a tantrum because I couldn't find the cups for the coffee 
you know, and I just been feeling like very irritable and like just short tempered. Everything just just like short temper and impatient. Like just feeling very very moody. Yeah. Recently, and just it's not a and like just having. It's hard to talk about it too because it's like you know. But I just I I look at it at this podcast sometimes like as therapy too. Yeah. And I just. It's good. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about it, just to like get it out of the open and like it's a real thing. These are the kind of things you need to let out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it's, yeah. I feel like people's first reaction a lot of times is to either say it's okay, which is something no one wants to hear in this kind of situation. Yeah. Or to, or try to tell you to like feel a different way than you're feeling. Like, nah, man, what you're supposed to do is just go through it. You know? Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people don't understand that until it's happening, you know? Yeah. So, no, I mean, a... it's... It's just so, like... Because the facts are the facts, you know what I mean? Like, it's... There's no going around and what... You know, you know, everyone has an expiration date. Everybody knows that. But, like, it's weird, like... It's just being, like, that it's just so... I didn't expect my mother to, like live forever you know but it's yeah. just you know it's why i just feel like i'm being like cut off you know like this isn't like why right now yeah like why right now like this is just you know i don't know what the, like someone's taking my mom away you know yeah it's it puts like it puts a weird perspective of everything like something like that i don't i don't like to i don't want it to seem negative but like sometimes i question why i even do this like you said it's like therapeutic so that's the main reason why I do something like this because I just want to have conversations with people and talk about people with this, about the stuff I like that yeah. no one else cares about that would otherwise not mean anything because we're talking about giant monsters and shit, you know? Right. But like, there there is times where it's like, you know, how am I spending my time? You know? Yeah. It makes it, it makes a lot of weird questions you would otherwise not even think of pop up. So it takes some processing. And, uh, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, take, like, don't do this with me anymore. Like, I feel like you need this right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is something that's good. Like we, we, we build on game night, but it's like, we're still, we still, we're still wanting to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's. That's kind of what's been going down. It's just I've been feeling, um, just in that past like couple days, it just like I just felt like it destroyed me. Yeah. You know, and um, no, I just been like I just feel like I'm in like I I feel like I've been just going through this alone. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I just this the whole thing. It's just it's a lot right now. Um. So that's that's really it, and um, you know that's that's all we really wanted to cover for that topic, um, and you know if anything that if anything changes, we'll we'll let you know when the when the time is right, you know. If if anyone is wondering, you know, we'll let you know when the time's right to let you know. Um, Right now, we're just kind of just like, we're working with doctors. The doctors are there that, um, 
the doctor that he she's working with is uh he's like a professor. Yeah. And he has like a class. So the type of the type of cancer that she has is very rare. So they're he's working with his students and stuff like that to see um what they can do. And my mom as positive as she is, she's like, Hey, they like learning off of me. She gets a little so, bit more extra attention, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so like they're learning to try to go through strategies on what they can do to like prolong it and, and such to expand that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so right now she's, she's just like, they're going through options. She's going to start chemo very soon. And I think that's, that's, that's really it. Um, so that's, that's what's going on. Um, it's hard to segue out of this. It's, I don't think it needs a segue, man. I think uh, the only thing to like right now is just like, you know how you said you wanted to have a tantrum in the little grocery store? What you did was right, you know? Not 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 the holding it in part, but like you're handling it. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a lot to bear. It's baggage no one really gets to carry that often. Like a lot of, it's it's a common thing, but it's not as common. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you could throw a stick and think you'll hit someone who's going through the situation, but you won't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of a weird situation, but the way you're handling, you like you're handling it. Yeah, you know, being strong. I was like, hey, be strong. It's kind of, like that's know. that's not. I don't know. It's like it's a tough. Time. I don't want to hear everything's gonna be, be yeah. okay. That's like not what I want to hear. Yeah, fibbing's not the way to go about it. Because you know where things are going. Yeah, you know, just gotta be real with it and just yeah. It's so your, it's your thing right now, and how you handle it is, is how you handle it. You know, people, you know, your friends and family will be there for you, but anyone telling you how to handle things or how to manage your emotions during this time that's specifically towards you, is, that's not how it should go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's as much we're gonna say on that. You know, we're here for Edwin. If anyone has any messages or anything I want to say to Edwin, you, you know our you know our handles. We'll shut them out at the end. Uh, you know it's it's going to be tough. The next next coming months, uh, like I mentioned the up like in the update, there's stuff I want to do for the podcast. Um, if a hi- if a hiatus that's prolonged is coming up, we'll definitely let everyone know. Yeah, um, and we're we're reaching out to some friends. Who have been on the podcast before? Yeah. Um, in case to try to keep the consistency, in case one of us can't do it. Yeah, as stand-ins. Um, just like a stand-in co-host, like a substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah. If you want. Um. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna try to. That's that's worst case scenario. I'll try to. You know, this is the one time I'll I'll I'll. I'll we're gonna cover this topic, and then if there's updates, you know, I'll up update you but yeah throughout the podcast i don't think i'll be mentioning it or anything like that it doesn't use it yeah you know so this will be it um you know if things change we'll let you know but we're gonna try to keep things in as to our regular scheduled programming we'll and, keep it kosher for you and, guys and we'll we'll definitely keep it positive for you yeah so um that's really it i mean what is that? I can't even see what this is. Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about uh, Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. So anyone anyone familiar with... Uh, I call him Hideous Kojima. Hideous Kojima? Oh, some people don't like that. He's pretty... 
he's a handsome as 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 handsome as some guys go. But uh, ever since they they kind of bail, he didn't bail. There was some falling out with the metal. No, Gear I don't series. think he, I feel like I'm gonna go on a, a tangent. You can do it. I don't think fine. he. I don't think he bailed. Yeah. <laughs> no, Konami was trying to was trying to. I think that the mess that. I was doing a screwing motion. Uh, I screwed him. I think the mess that was... I mean, Metal Gear Solid was good, but the things that people complained about, I think, are... What? That it got rushed? Konami wanted. I think Konami mm-hmm. wanted something, and Kojima was like, no, this is dumb. Yeah. Like like the microtransactions and stuff like that. Like the, the grinding in the game. Like, I don't think Ko- Kojima wanted that. No. But Konami was like, no, like let's put this in. I think that was a big... One of the big things... That they were conflicting about because you've been working there for yeah he, he basically helped build that company yeah yeah and it's it's almost evident like if you play five you can tell like th- as the story progresses it gets a little more wonky which is kind of weird it does and it's weird because it's like and you can tell that Kojima even still to this day yeah you can tell like well I'll try to finish my thought here with Kojima. You can definitely tell, like, he tried to make the best writing, which he still succeeded. It's still a great game with an yeah. amazing story and everything like that. Still went up there with, like, legendary status. But you can see where Konami was trying to mess with him. Yeah. And he made the best of what he had. And it's still a great... And it still came out as a great game. Yeah. Um, People's beefs are very little with that game. Like, and it's, it's amazing for him to be so, like, humble and come out... Of that whole Konami mess, like with like still like flying colors, like even to this day there was an interview that he did he he had with with one of the with an editor, and um, he mentioned that even still working he doesn't regret working at Konami. Yeah, like he still thinks that's an amazing experience that he had, and he thanks him all the time. Now the other way around, um, Konami's like, no, this dude sucks. Like we yeah. hated him. Like he's 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 a disrespect to our company. Like. Like it's just it's just crazy, it's like crappy. Yeah. And did you know like he was? They were like when uh, Kojima was trying to like create his company and everything like that. When it came to, like making like healthcare and things like that. Yeah. Like Konami was like putting in like wrenches into healthcare deals, They're holding them down, holding them down, like doing anything. And also like anyone that who like left Konami to go with to go to any other business, they were gonna like call up those those other companies and be like, Don't hire this person bad, and like bad recommendations. Yeah, yeah, they were just gonna like call if they found out they were like kinda it's just crazy. It's like so petty. It's so petty, right? Yeah. So if you guys look online and just see like videos of um of like just a whole what went down with Konami and Kojima. Um uh one guy that I follow who's like really detailed, he's on YouTube, um Young Year. Was he like a source? Yeah, well, he's like a YouTuber who who follows like you know video games, and he's really close with Konami. Not close, but he covers Kon- the whole Konami. Kojima, he's a fan, like yeah, yeah, the whole thing, and he covers everything very well in his videos. Um, so if you guys are interested in like what actually went down and stuff like that, and it's still to this day, it's still like super fuzzy, but you know, definitely check him out. Yeah, but it's good came out of it because I guess he was sitting on a lot of good ideas when he left yeah. Konami. Yeah. And you just didn't get to implement them over there. So one of them being Death Stranding, which is looks like it's going to be a fantastic game. From the trailer alone, just the trailer alone is like, it tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. You're like, man, this is going to be a really deep game. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, he could, he could make like, 
And I, you know how I feel about mobile mobile games. Yeah. But he, if he made a mobile game, I'd be all over. I'd be all over. Yeah. <laughs> like I will buy anything from this man because he's, he's he does he, no wrong. He does no wrong. I mean, he was he did amazing with PT. The whole Metal Gear Solid series in general, except for uh, Metal Gear Solid Acid, which wasn't directed by Hideo Kojima, uh, was amazing. Just masterful work. What was that one called? The one that Metal Gear Solid Acid. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah, it sounds like someone on acid tried to be Hideo Kojima. Yeah, it's it just wasn't. A good you can't game. be in his nightmares, bro. Well, it was like a card game. Yikes! It was like a card game. I'm done. How did you? <laughs> how did you get a card game out of this? Like, no. It was it was just really weird, and uh, it was on PSP though. Yikes! Did you see people selling their PS4s for like triple the amount because it had the PT on it? Yeah, that was yeah. a thing. I was like, yeah. what? I can't believe. It. I remember uninstalling PT, and I was like. I install this game. But yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's, yeah. It's, well, he's making. He he mentioned in an interview too, um, just about games in general and like what they mean to players and what they what they mean. And he made a comparison of a rope and a stick. And he said, all games, a lot of the games that we make that we make and create are all about, you know, think about a stick when you're pushing someone away. Yeah. While a rope, you pull someone together, you pull things together. So all the games that we make are, if you think about it in a perspective of like a stick, you're always pushing something away. You know, someone's shooting at you. You got to stop them. Yeah. You're playing a multiplayer game. If you're playing a sports game, you got to win. So you, so you got to push them away. So if you take that and apply that concept into every other game, it makes sense that all the other games in general are all just about pushing things away. Yeah. And he said, Death Stranding is, is not that. Death Stranding is about pulling things together and working together and connecting. Mm-hmm. It's all about connections. And so it's interesting on what he means by that because a lot of the things that, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of mentioned is, you know, about like these connections and things like that. And if you look in the trailer, like there's all these umbilical cords and like, you know, it's a, it, it's it's just it's all about you know just being together and connecting. So, I I think that there's going to be some kind of concept where it, the death stranding in general is just a, a massive player base where we all kind of have to work together towards a, a a bigger goal that's in front of us. Yeah, you know to you know to work together and connect. From the from the gameplay fo- footage, it doesn't look like there's any way to beat whatever those things are that are like invisible. It looks like there's just no conquering those things. So I feel like if the if the the focus there is to pull people together, it's like, hey, you know, build your squad up and and die together. Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't look like, it. like look how creepy they. Because it is a multiplayer game too. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that till recently too. I was I was looking at, it, I was like, how's this gonna work? Yeah, but those things don't look like they're playing games. As far as uh, a video game goes, uh, did you watch the gameplay for it? Yeah, the new yeah. one that came out. Yeah, so so I think on your own time you should check it out too. But um. yeah, so what you're, you're walking through, it looks like so he looks like he's a super futuristic like mailman. Basically, he's carrying, he's toting around some kind of cargo in every scene that they show. Yeah, and there's these things in the air. And he has this little tracking beacon on his backpack that kind of points in the direction that these creepy floating things are at. Yeah. Starts flashing at them or whatever to keep them at bay. But it looks like you're just trying to deliver something and not die. 
trying to deliver it, you know? Yeah. In the trailer, obviously, you're, you're toting around a baby by the time you get to that point. Yeah, so, I mean, he has a quote here that says, um, people have created walls and become accustomed to living living uh, in isolation. Death Stranding is a completely new type of game where the goal of the player is to reconnect isolated cities and fragments of society. So it's all about creating connections and bonds and things like that. Um, Making which a is really, society again. Which is really interesting. Um, it, it's great. It's created so that all elements including the story and gameplay are bonded together by the theme of the strand or connection and then as sam polter briggs um will attempt to bridge the divides in society and in doing so creating new bonds and strands with other players around the globe uh through your experience of playing the game, I hope you will come to understand the truth and importance of forging connections with others. That sentence alone is why I love this man. Yeah. So he doesn't make games that are just like, which is the kind of like the writer that you know. I look up to him as like a writer when I when I want to make make stories because it's not just like he makes he makes games that make you question yourself and how to how to change how to change yourself and what he can do differently. Yeah. Um, do we have enough time for this? Oh, you got a couple of minutes, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, he makes games that, like, are just more than just, you know, you play the game, boom, you get your achievements and move on. But the story in general, he's a very story-driven gamer, uh, writer, um, and he makes games that, like, that challenge yourself and to rethink, to rethink about the world that we live in, you know? Yeah. Metal exactly. Gear Solid was all, the whole theme of Metal Gear Solid, excluding 4, um, um, was all about what we, what do we pass on as human yeah. beings? Metal Gear Solid 1 was just about genes and how our genes pass on. Metal Gear Solid 2 was about memes and how, how a meme and what we pass on today as society. Yeah. How do, how do we pass that on? Well, Metal Gear Solid 3 was all about time and how that, how the time and our, our, um, the time that we live in changes us and how does that change pass? How do we pass that along? And then four is just a conclusion. Yeah. Um, I mean... So it's always more than just a gameplay. It means something. He doesn't so. care about, like, trophies. He cares about moments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, creating... He's creating an experience more yeah. than just, just a video game. So... I feel like if that's the goal, that's kind of... Not, not, like, not to compare Uncharted to the good stuff Hideo Kojima puts out. But Uncharted is one of those games, like, you get trophies, obviously, in it. But the game plays for you to have memorable moments in the game yeah you know what i'm saying you're not playing like oh man i need to do this challenge no it's like man i really hope i escape these pirates so freaking getting my girlfriend murdered yeah like actual moments and then you enjoy the game 10 times more you know what i'm saying yeah you're immersing you're immersing yourself in the story more yeah I, well i think one through in the uncharted series i think one through three kind of have the same tropes of like you know discovering and you know, as he's going through the very Jones, very Indiana Jones, very Indiana Jones, but there was moments in the in the game that you discover more about the character, and I think three had that theme of like, is it really worth risking it all for this treasure? I think we're done this. You know, like, yeah, I think yeah. it ended so beautifully. Yeah, four. four, four was amazing. I think four ended beautifully. You know, oh man, 
That's why. That's why I was really opposed to the movie. I was like, these games already tugged, tugged on my heartstrings. Like, I don't know, man. If Nathan Fillion's in it, though, like you gotta sign and sign me up. That fan film. Whew. I've watched it like eighty times. That fan film. Yeah, main crush on Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It gets. Oh, let me not. Let me not start. That's a hot plate. All right, so that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it, guys. I know this was a bit of a, a different one, but. Like I said, this is coming off the coattails of me just kind of diving into the analytics of the show here while we were on a brief hiatus and just realizing you guys kind of stuck around and that, that puts the fire under our butts. So the little upgrades I want to make to the, the podcast here, a little studio area, are definitely going to happen. I w- it was a little bit of a question before. Uh, it's a, it's for sure now. Like That's my goal. Like mm-hmm. We're going to do that this summer. This whole room is going to change. It'll get a little more legit. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, you can find me at Shut Up Louie on Twitter. Uh, don't at Edwin on Twitter at all. And uh, if you got, yeah, you can always just add the, the. We love to connect with you on on the Twitter account. On the Twitter, yeah, we're gonna put up more polls like we did uh for the 